Well, a happy, 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 happy Tuesday to all except Philadelphia um, and Pittsburgh. The state of Pennsylvania took took it on the chin yesterday between uh, the Bills, uh, which kind of we all expected, and then what I think we didn't all expect was what took place uh, Monday night in Tampa. Welcome, it's the All-City, All-NFL Meat Locker Podcast. Brian Baldinger, I'm Anthony Gargano, Baldy and Cuz with you uh, every day here. Uh, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. You get us right into your, uh, right on your phone every day. You don't miss an episode of, uh, of the All-NFL show, the Meat Locker show. Baldy, uh, right to it, uh, Nick Sirianni after this d- disaster as Philadelphia is uh, digging itself out from its first winter storm in a couple of years, the, mo- uh, the weather uh, is gray, like the mood. Uh, I mean, everybody's calling for a coaching change. We saw the picture of Jeffrey Laurie in the suite looking somber. Uh, I mean, what, with this team, an unprecedented disaster. Yeah, well, it was. And uh, two things. One, I mean, we're going to carve up the Eagles because they deserve to be. But I don't want to take anything away from Tampa. You know, Tampa, you know, they won the game. They thoroughly outplayed the Eagles everywhere that you can outplay a team. Uh, Baker had a great season. He had a a good game. If they could catch the ball, they would have put up 50 last night. Yep. You know, they touchdown passes. But it was so one-sided. I don't want to take anything away from Tampa. They earned that victory. Todd Bowles said, you know what? This team has no answer to the blitz. How about if I just blitz every play? Well, he did. And that's what you should do. Which we, all, so, we all expected that before the game. We said that Todd Bowles is going to blitz all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, he blitzed on third down. He blitzed on first down. He run blitz. I mean, he blitzed. So, um, so here's where Nick Sirianni is culpable. Thoroughly is that for seven straight weeks, he said, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. Well, nothing got fixed. So that that says to me, that's coaching, okay? Like I just, I went back and watched the Bills game Yeah. after the Eagles game today, cuz. And I think the Bills knew that without TJ Watt in the lineup, they were gonna have to pressure in different ways. And the Bills were ready for it, really ready for it. Side adjust hot reads, this is where we're going with the ball. Like, they anticipated it, and they carved them up because of it. So they weren't going to let Josh Allen just stand back there and just be Josh Allen, just pick him apart. So they, they came after him, and they were ready. Well, they, the Bucks came after the Eagles, and they weren't ready. And it looked, it looked bad. It looked really bad. And so you just go, you know, I know it's an, an elementary-looking offense. It's heavy RPO. I mean, we could draw these plays up, all of us. Like, and you go, this is what it is. But even the RPOs aren't smooth and don't look good. We got guys down the field, you know, all the time. You had two of those calls yesterday. You got yeah. guys running into each Man other. Dickerson, yeah. You know, you got an RPO and Jalen's ready to throw and the receivers are just running down the field. I mean, just example after. So that's, that's that. And then defensively, that tackling exhibition, because mm. you're from Philly. If there's one thing Philadelphia fans – will not tolerate. It's bad tackling. Bad defense and bad tackling. And that tackling last night, you can only say, Troy Aikman can only so, say so many things on a broadcast 
without losing his mind. Uh, but we all watched it on TV, and we saw the fans, the Eagle fans in the stands, and what they thought of it. I mean, that was atrocious. And tackling is attitude. It's, you know, wanting to tackle. And so you could say they didn't quit. Okay, maybe they didn't. Maybe they did. But that tackling exhibition, nobody would want that on the resume. No, and, and this is where you're right, where Sirianni could have fixed it. But let's, there, there's so much to unravel. Let's start with the offense because, you know, we talked about predictability. I mean, everyone has talked about that aspect of the Eagles' offense and the whole RPO game, which feels really antiquated. How we've talked about, you know, very little movement pre-snap, right? Motion. Where's the motion? Where was where? Now again, I know that you didn't have AJ Brown, but where was Jalen as a part of the run game? Like you, you, you know, I mean, I know that there, there's a specter about his knee, but he looked fine. He didn't look like he was running with a limp. I mean, at some point, you, if you're going to try to establish a run which they got out of again quickly, then you got to be able to use Jalen in the run game because that helps everybody. No doubt. No question, Cus. There, there's no um, quarterback sweeps. There's no quarterback draws. There's no uh, quarterback keepers. There's nothing. There's no read options. There's none of that in the offense yesterday. The thing that irritates me is I'm watching – and I'm, I'm just using Josh Allen because, you know, they, they played before us. Yeah. I'm watching him anticipate the blitz. Tight end, you stay in. Back, you're over here. Like, let's block up the blitz. Let's block, And let's take our shots. Let's make sure I'm protected, and then we'll go down the field, you know, to Dalton Kincaid or whatever it is. I don't see any of that. I don't see any max protection. There's one thing you can overprotect sometimes. Sometimes it's better just get five guys out, have a quick, you know, quick throw. But there's times where you got to like, okay, let's pack it in. Let's make sure we're good up front. And I'll have times on third and seven for these routes to develop down the field. You didn't see, you didn't see that at all, at all. Like no. It's just shocking how limited the offense is. Um, so that, that's, you know, what we've been saying is predictable. We've been saying that got teams are calling the plays out. Players are saying that it's predictable. Okay. But there's, not an ounce of creativity to anything they're doing. Nothing. Well, I, I guess, and, and this is where, you know, I guess they mistaken because Steichen's offense with the Colts looked a lot like the, his offense with the Eagles last year on the way to the Super Bowl. Is it the loss of Steichen that has completely stymied this offense? But again, how do you explain, you know, 10 and one, right? Like they had moments where they moved the ball, right? It wasn't like this mm -hmm. season, the whole offense was a disaster because they, they beat some good teams and their offense yeah. looked, you know, good for the first, you know, two thirds of the season. Yeah. Well, um, something changed. Because if you go back to week three and you watch him run for 200 yards against Tampa, it actually, you know, that score was 25 to 11. It wasn't really that much different than what Tampa did to the Eagles last night. Now, one team didn't make that type of improvement, and the other team just regressed that far, but that's what it looked like. So I saw him run for 250 yards against the Vikings on a short week. 
with really good and well-designed runs where the quarterback was a factor. So the quarterback looks completely detached from the product, doesn't he? Like, I know we can all re- overread into body language, but we're all, we all watch sports for a living. We, we, we're not deceived. The quarterback looks detached. He, he, he doesn't, he's not, he's not involved with the players. He's not talking to the coaches. He looks completely detached. You can't play this cause. I'm sorry. You can't play this game with no emotion. You can't. It's impossible. Nobody can play this game with no emotion. Baker's out there having a blast. Of course they're winning, but like there's zero. It's just like a flat line. Like, what is that all about? No anger. I, I, you know, no, no emotion, no anger. And, and here's the, here's the truth. That was a game until the end of the third quarter. I mean, it's 16 to nine. It's 16 to nine. Yes. It's it's a one score game. All you need, not just to play, you just got to put a drive together and you're in a, in the game. And, And what happens is when you put a drive together, all of a sudden, the Buccaneers start to press because they missed opportunities early on in the game for the first half. That game could have been over in the first half between settling for field goals and, like you said, dropping touchdowns and the drop balls. Like, all squandering those opportunities usually comes back to bite you in the ass. Because the safety that Jalen took might be the single most – disturbing play of the season on the play both Jordan Mulata and Lane Johnson has their ends completely blocked Kalijah Cansey the rookie defense tackle he got underneath Lane Dickerson and he pushed him okay Vita Vea is just sitting on the line of scrimmage it's literally a three-man rush okay Kalijah got pressure okay like where is the athletic ability of Jalen we did nothing but uh praise for the last Last three years, his ability to get out of harm's way, to do what he did on that play. to Like, we, we all saw quarterbacks play with incredible poise. We saw Jordan Love. We saw CJ. We, got, we saw quarterbacks play with tra- great poise. Where, what happened? What happened to the poise that this guy could play with? To make that play in a 16-9 to game. And to give up that safety like that, if Zach Wilson did that with the Jets, I'd go, okay, that's Zach Wilson. I don't expect that from the 11-yard line from Jalen Hurts. I just don't expect that. I don't think anybody did. No, it's bizarre because of how well he played last year. Like, go to the Super Bowl against, you know, we, you know, Spags and the biggest stage. I mean, he played – as great a game as a quarterback will play in this Super Bowl. I, I, I don't understand it. Um, just to get back to the coaching real quick, Baldy, w- w- like the first drive, all right, you got the ball, it's 16 to nine, and it was second down, and they had gotten the first down. It's second down on the first drive. It's a one score game, and they're going empty I, 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 with long routes. And, you know, knowing that the minute that happens, they're going to blitz and you struggle mightily with the blitz. What, what are you doing? It's funny, you know, um, when you go empty in this league, you're, you know, three by two set, three receivers, typically three receivers, one side, two to the other. Typically you have a man side 
against the two-receiver side, and you kind of zone the three-receiver side. It's kind of how you split up the duties, generally. And and Tampa did that last night. He couldn't have picked the wrong side. He picked the wrong side every time, like where to go with the ball. And then he didn't have time to come back to the other side. It was just bizarre pre-snap reads, formations. Um, You know, when it's third and seven and you're throwing hit screens, like it's already a check down you know, to gain well. And then it's not even a good throw where the guy's got to turn around to catch it, and then here comes Tampa's pursuit. Um, they made they made that defense look like they were all world, and they're not. They're just not. I mean, I don't know what Detroit's going to do to them. They play hard. You know, Todd's got them. It's, it's, look, Devontae's having a, a tremendous career, but it's not like this is the Tampa Bay defense that beat Kansas city in the Super Bowl three years ago. It's not like that at all. No, no. I had somebody say, well, they, you know, they're the fifth best rush defense in the league. Well, a, they played in the NFC South, that bad, that bad division. And B, the Eagles already put up 200 yards of rushing against them. And early in the game, I know it was a, it was a, a small sample, but Swift looked like he was going to be able to replicate that. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to run it more than five. He ran four times in the first half. Hit four runs. Like, it, it's a ball game. It's four runs. Like, we're, like I know that's not the game plan. There's no way that's the game plan. So, I don't know where the play calling comes in. If Jalen's calling, you know, changing plays at the line of scrimmage, like, it's hard to tell. I don't want to speculate on that. But there's no – there's zero emphasis on a run game that was so – it's the exact same defense that they played in week three, except they got some younger guys out there. It's Ian's out there right now. McCollum's out there. I mean, some very young players that are just sort of, you know, I, it, it, you know, I mean, we all are just head, head scratching here going, they didn't fix anything. Every week they said, we're going to fix it, we're going to work on it. Well, I don't know what they worked on because it's hard to believe that you could practice and be that incompetent. And look like that against a team that you knew was going to blitz. This is what Todd does. I, we said it a million times leading up to the game. Like, you know, this is what Todd does. This is what the Eagles can't do against the blitz. Like, I, I just don't understand where the adjustments. For the most part, there's some zone pressures where you can play zone behind. But generally, if you're bringing – four to one side. You've got man coverage out there. I didn't see any man beaters no. where guys are coming off rubs. I mean, just the basic things. Of course, you know, the Eagles, they're running into each other when teams are, are rubbing and they're falling down on the ground and guys are going 50 yards for touchdowns against them. So, I mean, it's just the basic things that everybody has in their arsenal to defeat certain things, you didn't see. Hey, it's Cuz. Let me tell you about factor meal kits. Oh, man. You want to stick to your resolution of eating well, of eating healthy? Well, I got your secret. Your secret is factor. You're talking about chef-inspired, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your house. They're not frozen. It's heat and enjoy. Two minutes. That's it. I can tell you from a personal standpoint, my wife is in love with factor. She's always looking at factor. She loves it. You can skip the grocery stores, the prep work, cooking fatigue. All right. Again, these are delivered right to your door. 
35 meals to choose from per week. Options, keto, right? Calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus. I mean, over 55 weekly add-ons. You got tons of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. I mean, there's no excuse not to keep it. Not with Factor Meal Kits right now. I'm telling you, you're going to go wild over it. The food's fantastic. And it's just easy. We're all busy. We all got stuff to do. Running around. Guess what? This is your cheat code to keeping your resolution. They also have breakfast items, lunch items, snacks, smoothies, uh, cold-pressed juices. And they got it all. All right, so here's what you got to do. Go to factormeals.com. Use the code ALLNFL50, all right? The code ALLNFL50, A-L-L-N-F-L-5-0. You know what that does? That saves you 50% off your order. ALLNFL50, you get 50% off your order. Factor Meals, the cheat code for your resolutions. Well, let's let's go further with with uh, Nick Sirianni because the talk here in Philadelphia is, all right, he, he, you can't look this bad. You got to replace this coach, and it's mind boggling. I mean, when you think about the idea that this guy was, it was less than a year ago. He's in the Super Bowl, and there's that tear that, that happens national anthem and. It's this amazing run that he went on. They should have won the game, if not, you know, all those different factors and Mahomes kind of bailing everybody out. I mean, it was – do you go from that moment to starting off 10-1 and to now being replaced? And here's the thing. I – you know, it might be the right move. I I don't know. I just find it, you know, really it's inexplicable that – you're faced with this decision now. Okay, so we know that the greatest coach that we have seen is Bill Belichick. He got fired. Okay, It was a bad product. It was a bad product all year, and it's been going on. And he changed coordinators, and he did it all. It was still a bad product. They couldn't score points. Um, now, you could say it's, it's talent, it's quarterback. It was all that, but it was still a bad product. So <clears throat> I'm not comparing Nick to Bill Belichick, but it's a bad product right now. So here's the danger. Let's just say he's incapable of fixing this. Even if you bring in different minds and different creativity, what if they put the same product on the field next year? Then you go, now we're really behind. You know, okay, like you're you're a little bit in a danger mode that if you don't fix this now and make the change now, what if this comes back and this is who you are next year? Maybe this is who the coach is. Like, you don't think that's running through Jeffrey Lurie's mind? Of course. You know, like, maybe this is this is the guy. That maybe this is who, maybe he doesn't know how to fix these things. Maybe he doesn't know how to, you know, um, put in hot reads and sight adjustments against blitzes. Maybe maybe they, they don't have that. And so then you go, okay, well, let's just fix the coordinators and we'll bring Nick back and, you know, hopefully Stout, Stoutland stays and, you know, make a couple position changes. But by and large, we'll bring back, okay, we'll put Jurgens in at center. We'll find the right guard. We'll bring the offensive line back. Um, and we'll bring back a lot of the same people. But what if 
You can't fix it. What if these things happen again? Just like Belichick couldn't fix his offense, even though you would expect him to, and he couldn't do it. Like, what if this is the product that we get to watch next year? Yeah, and, and that's the that's the the biggest scare. I mean, the Peterson thing, Doug, when Doug got fired after winning the Super Bowl, it was still a couple seasons after. It was two years after two years. When, when you made the change. You know, this is so fresh. But to your point, also, you're worried about the future of the quarterback. Like, the quarterback yes. obviously needs better coaching around him. The quarterback is not playing. He, he has it. Now, we, we said, even when they were 10-1, and Cuz, we're like, Man, they haven't played four quarters of football. They don't look good. They're winning. They don't look good. I mean, that was the – and then everybody was like, oh, you know, that's Philly. They're negative, right? But we, it didn't look right. Defensively, we knew they weren't right, okay? And then offensively, even if you just go through the season, um, it, it never seemed like they just put it all together. And they were just this dynamic offense, the way we expected them to, bringing everybody back, adding DeAndre Swift. You know, I mean, outside of the right guard position, we're, we're coming back from a Super Bowl run that was pretty strong. But yet it never really looked good. Now, now you're going back to I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but it, it didn't. There was not many games where you go, wow, that that's that's a great looking offense. It just didn't look like that. And then it completely collapsed, you know, against teams that aren't good teams. Arizona, New York. I mean, it collapsed. It collapsed. Yeah, I, and, and here is herein lies now. Let's look at the landscape, right? You do you go try to make now? Obviously, Belichick, he's rumored and doubt. It's amazing because the Cowboys and the Eagles are both in the same situation, right? Because both those teams look really, really good at, at certain points during the season. Now both are looking to we clean house with the coaching staffs. Belichick already interviews in Atlanta, which makes a lot of sense. You know, it, the Eagles and the Cowboys presumably would both be interested in Belichick. I mean, how often is a Bill Belichick going to be on the market? Right. You know, like if you have a chance to get Bill Belichick, you probably should take a run at him. You know, I don't care who you are right now. Even if you think you're pretty good at coach, maybe you should go see what the best of all time looks like just for the future. Like, this is how you actually game plan. This is how you go about your business. This is how you build your locker room. Maybe they should, somebody should bring them in just for that, if it's just two years, and go, I just want to learn, I just want to glean what makes Belichick Belichick for going for the long-term health of my franchise. Let's take a look at this. So that's that part. Um. I'm worried about the quarterback, though, cause, because it's all built around the quarterback. And maybe it's just a very small sample of what we watched from Jordan Love. But that's how you have to play quarterback in a postseason. You have to play with no fear. You have to be pinpoint. You have to be absolutely on your game, no matter what the other team is doing or who they are, what the names on the back of the jerseys are. I, his ability just to step back when all hell's coming at him. And not bail right or bail left, but just take a step back. And then, oh, that rookie, you know, wide receiver in the fifth round, Dontavian Wicks, I'll put it right on it. I'll put it right on the tee. 
or are we watching C.J. Stroud? Now, maybe at some point these guys go backwards because we were saying similar things about Jalen last year. And now we're not saying anything like that. We're looking at these young kids going, that's what you got to have. But we have seen, well, no, we'll see, because the, the script is yet to be written. But I think we all believe that Lamar Jackson is better than we've ever seen him this year. Yes. He had a new coach, and they addressed certain positions. And we're seeing probably the best of him. Now he's got to go win playoff games, and I get that. But to this point, I'd be surprised if we don't see a great Lamar in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I, I'm with you. Um, there's a lot of talk that he's, you know, he's dropped. The Jalen's dropped his eyes. Um, well, he did that last year. He did that. Yeah, uh, I. You know, you and I were texting during the game, back and forth, and like, he, like his mechanics were off. Like turning his body, uh, throwing off his back foot, like all stuff that you know w- was buttoned was really buttoned up last year. Well, I, I I think there's issues with his mechanics that have to be addressed, but they didn't have any answers to what Tampa was doing. Like I just don't I just don't understand how you get to this stage of an NFL season and not have answers. And the the, the answer is for the quarterback to hang in there and then throw a sideline route um, on third and ten to De, Devontae Smith, and that's like somehow a good percentage throw. Like, those aren't good percentage throws. No. They're just not. Like, did you ever see, I don't know, DeAndre Swift run a Texas route out of the backfield over the middle? And just, like, something simple, easy, and, you know, just get them completions? Like, nothing looks easy. And to hell with, you know, the bubble screens to the sideline. Like, enough of that. Like, I mean, just advancing the ball down the field in the basic passing game looked difficult. Well, that's why – and that's why I got to say, Baldy, that – you know, ultimately, it goes back to Sirianni and his offense and, you know, not putting the quarterback in, in the best situation of, to succeed. Like, you know, like there are issues with Jaylen, with Hurts, right? Like we've seen that. We, we all see that. But ultimately, it goes back to what offense are you running? Like, what are you well, doing to help the quarterback to make his job easier, and that's the thing I don't. I, I just I'm lost at. I, I thought that Nick was an innovator. That that Nick had an idea what he wanted to do offensively, but you know that RPO offense just looks antiquated right now, especially yeah, well, when you look at all these other offenses that now incorporate motion. You know, I mean, we spent a, a half a season, Baldy, since we started the show, and we, we're looking at marveling at some of the offense, like what Mike McDaniel's doing in Miami and Detroit with Ben Johnson and some of the stuff, some of the movement, right, what the Ravens are doing uh, to anticipate movement, there's none of that with the Eagles. That offense looks like it's, you know, 10 years ago when Jim Harbaugh was running Kaepernick's offense. I'm watching that last night. And everybody just has this glassy look. I don't see Sirianni talking to Brian Johnson. I don't see Brian Johnson talking to the quarterback. I don't see the quarterback talking to Jason Kelsey. I don't see anybody talking to Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach. I mean, I just don't see any communication. And, we're, and you know, like you said, third quarter, it's 16 to 9. Like, can we put this drive together? Like, who's getting – who's 
getting worked up about any of this. All I saw was this glassy look on everybody's face, including the owner, including the general manager. Like, just this glassy look like they're in this malaise that nobody knows how to get out of. But the only way to get out of it is to execute. And, you know, I mean, basic execution, basic football. Okay, how do you – the way the only way – and they put the graphics up last time, but it's not – well, we don't need graphics. We know they're, they're the most blitz team in the league for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you're playing – if you're coaching your kid's basketball team. The way to beat the full-court press is to beat the full-court press. The only way to beat the blitz is to burn them. And you and you 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 basically take the blitz away by carving them up. I mean, they still fear blitzing, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes in his business. They fear it. They fear blitzing Lamar Jackson because if he takes off like like you saw Josh Allen go 52 yards last night against a max pressure man coverage. Like they live in fear of that. I don't see any fear. No. And again, you know, it's so weird because last year, all that stuff worked, right? You know, I know there's adjustments, and I know Steichen left. But could that be all it is? I mean, are the Eagles just done in by a head coach that just failed to replace his coordinators? Like what happened with Doug? I mean, that's the question that is certainly going to be asked – in their meeting, whether it's today, tomorrow, with, you know, Mr. Lori, with Howie, you know, with Nick and whoever else is in the meeting, uh, Dom, whoever's in there. Like, this is, that's the fundamental question. You know, like, why didn't we fix this? Why don't we have an answer to the blitz? Everybody's talking about it. Everybody knows it. Where is our answer? And why don't we have one? And why do we keep saying this, we're going to get it fixed? A.J. Brown was saying, we're close. No, we're not. You're not. You're not, AJ. That's why you're so frustrated. That's why you do the things that you do during games because you know you're not close, and you're not fixing things. So, I don't know. Those are some hard questions because I've I've seen well, it from, I've seen I've no, I've seen you know people that I have a great deal of respect for in this industry say they have to clean house. Just like certain guys in Dallas are saying the same thing. Like you can't bring back the same product. I don't know that that's the answer, but I would love to hear what Nick's answer is in that closed-door meeting with the owner when that question gets asked. Well, here's what's leaning me towards you, you got to just clean house now and you, you got to replace Sirianni. It's because ultimately you could go get another coordinator and what happens? That coordinator has some success, then he gets poached. So what? Then you're back at the same situation? Like... He's an offensive guy. At some point, you could blame Brian Johnson all you want, but at some point, Nick Sirianni's going to go, hey, man, I got to take the play calling back, and I got to fix this thing myself. I'm an offensive guy. I got to do it myself. And he never did that. Like, I expected at some point for him to take the play calling back. No doubt. I mean, that's usually what happens when an offense is sideways. And you go, well – if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna fall on a sword, I'm gonna do it calling it, doing calling the game myself, and I'm gonna see it through my eyes. Like I'm, I'm the guy that brought the offense here. Like let me call the plays, and he never did, which is weird. He never did that, and it's not a question of, I mean, you if you replace the defensive coordinator, which was still the most bizarre move ever, because that guy's still upstairs. 
But if you if you decide to do that because it's not you're not getting it done on defense and you're breaking down way too often, then why wouldn't you do it on offense? Why would you stop right there? Why wouldn't you just take it all? Yeah, I, and they the perfect time to do it. Like when they did Patricia, that's when Sirianni's got to go. Uh, all right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over now. You know, calling plays and like you, you, you got to be able to be able to fix it yourself to come in and fix this thing. And now, and now the job becomes way tougher, right? Because not only, I mean, if he's still here, not only does he have to deal with, you know, getting new coordinators and replacing them, but now he's got to deal with Kelsey retiring, who was the glue to that line, a glue to that team, right? You got to deal with all kinds of things. AJ Brown, what's the future with AJ, right? Like, so there's all kinds of issues that go beyond, hey, we just lost in the playoffs and got our doors and, you know, and, and just got our doors kicked in. In some ways, cause like it's not fresh in my mind two years ago when they went to Tampa in the playoffs and got beat. Yeah, I thought it, it feels worse. This feels worse than that game. Now, they weren't competitive in that game, but, you know, it's the first year. It's Jalen's first year of they starting. Made the playoffs. They shouldn't have made the playoffs. They weren't that good, right? They were fortunate that they played the last play schedule. They somehow found a way to make the playoffs, and you went, all right, well, that's good. Like, you know, first year you make the playoffs, and you got some experience. So what? You lost the game. Let Jalen – and if you remember, after that game – we were talking about, well, the only thing we worry about is Jalen the answer at quarterback. That was the, the biggest question out of that game. Because you remember the whole thing about forcing him to his left. And, you know, he missed a bunch of guys. And then he went back and he worked his ass off, right? He went and he redid his mechanics. He yeah, went to the, Right? Yeah. And then he had that big season – and then you thought that he was on, on his way, that he was on the right path. So that's the offense. We were uh, giddy. A lot of us were giddy at the draft about getting all these Georgia studs. Like I'm watching. I, I, I know Kalijah can't in Tampa pretty good. I've watched that kid. He, he pulled a calf muscle, missed the first six weeks of the season. I see that kid to the point where he was a dominant player last night. He's the one that forced the safety, uh, you know, sacks, you name it. Where is the development of Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, who we bragged about the first half of the season, and Nolan Smith? Like, they're invisible. All of them. Invisible. And these are three number one draft picks. And we thought, well, how does the Eagles get so lucky? I haven't seen any development. Now, what is that? That's coaching, number one. But who's – is it position coach? Is it Nick – and what do they do or don't do in practice? But I don't see player development the way we saw, the way we like, you see in Detroit, you see Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta catch 23, you know, score 23 touchdowns as rookies. Like immediate impact all year long. Um, you're looking at all those rookies, um, you know, in Houston and what they're doing and how Will Anderson is a force. And, you know, Tank Dell before he got hurt, and CJ, and Scroggs at center or guard. We're looking at all this development. Like, where's the development? No, I, and Jordan Davis has just gotten worse. 
Like he, he was he's a, in, he's a in his non-factor. He is a complete yes. That absolutely no factor whatsoever on the game at all. None. No. no, no and, and, and what kills you is then you go back to the pick, and all of a sudden, you know, we all do this. We all play that Monday morning yes, quarterback. We could have Kyle Hamilton, right? Like you go, sure. you know, there's the safety that I don't have. <laughs> because the all the other thing that the Eagles are gonna have to do, and this is more personnel related, more Howie related, which is to look defensively at how they view linebacker and safety. And corner. I mean, James Bradbury has been struggling for a long time. And he's out there. You know, like, you know, and we saw his tackling and lack of foot speed. I mean, it's every position. Like, I'm sorry, like everybody that gets matched up with Nick Morrow beats Nick Morrow. Like, I'm sure he's he's thrilled that he has a job and he's in this league and he's starting and you can't take anything away from guys that are doing that. But it is a fundamental issue about – and, you know, and then you look at Buffalo last night and they lose all the linebackers. They got guys off the street and they're all playing good. Josh Allen referenced it last night in the postgame press conference. A.J. Klein hadn't played all year. Got signed late. They lose Terrell Bernard. They lose Matt Milano. And here they are, thumping Pittsburgh 21-0. Uh, you know, you you, you got to take a long look at everybody in the organization right now. Like, I don't think anybody um, has, a ch- you know, should be thinking like my job is safe because all of a sudden all these guys that they, they think they were scoring big on in the draft, like where are they? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, from a philosophy, right, you, you're going to have to kind of – move that philosophy and you got to change it a little bit. I mean, I just think, you know, again, the offense, which is, you know, RPO and the defense, which is, you know, I'll have the front and I'll have a bunch of quick guys and, you know, the, the lack of tackling, like we, we, you know, we started the show talking about it, but you, you got to revisit it. I mean, it was some of the worst tackling that we've ever seen. I mean, this defense has not been good this year, but my God, the tackling last night in a playoff game was embarrassing. So you just wonder, like, I mean, they played the game like they didn't really want to be in the playoffs. And that that's a, that's a bad look for anybody. Yeah. Um, but like, do they really, like, I know you, you get 11 wins, you, you, you're you in the playoffs. I get it. But they didn't, sure didn't play the game defensively like it was a playoff game and it was important. And that's, that, that is squarely on the head coach. Yes. Hey, listen, it's causing, you know, playoffs are upon us, but we got basketball, we got hockey, baseball's around the corner, always got concerts and comedy shows, and you're looking for tickets. Because we love to be at these events. Well, I got the app that just is going to take the guesswork out of tickets. And that is the Game Time app. Download it right to your phone. You're going to love the Game Time app. I'm looking at it right now. Here's the Game Time app. You're going to save big. All right. You're going to be able to see what your seats, the vantage point, what you're looking at right there from the seats that you purchase. Oh, they got all kinds of stuff. 
I mean, last minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals. They give you the lowest price guarantee. They give you event cancellation protection, job loss protection. I mean, they think of everything. They're obsessed with saving you money on tickets. That's what game time is about. With zone deals, you pick the section. Game time picks the seats. You get an average of 18% savings. And game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section uh, and for less, section and row, for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. All right, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app right now. You create your account, you use the code All NFL, A L L N F L, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's right. You use the code All NFL, A L L N F L, you get 20 bucks off your first off your first purchase. It's terrific, all right? Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Squarely on the head coach. Especially after what happened the last couple of weeks of the season, right? The way the way the way you got kicked in the teeth by Arizona, right? Like we forget about that. Arizona dominated them at home. Like that's when. Stuff should have, should have hit the fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lori left pissed off bad after that game. I I, I remember talking to Monty Austin for, for the Cardinals before the game on the sideline and Mr. Bidwell. And they were really queasy going into that game going, man, I just, we, we just want to finish strong. Like, they didn't want to anticipate winning the game. They just wanted to finish strong. Let's find some pieces to build around. You know, let's – Let's have a respectable showing. And then James Conner and company run for 220-something yards against them. And they dominate both sides of the ball. And Kyler Murray looked like, let's give him, no, he's worth the, the $230 million guaranteed contract. I mean, it was hard, really hard. Michael Wilson is looking like A.J. Brown out there, wide receiver against him. It, 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 it's been a, it's been a, like, I knew it was a downward spiral, I just didn't think it would get to that depth that we watched last night. Agreed. Agreed. Now, the other issue is, you know, when it comes to Jeffrey Lurie, who's been a wonderful owner in this league and, you know, has done incredible job in Philadelphia with being relevant and the whole thing. But he may have to rethink his own philosophy, which is, you know, trying to throw the ball down the field and being this team that that can just – open it up and, you know, maybe you, you try to incorporate more of a run power, more of a power run offense. I wonder if that, that's, that's a conversation to have, and that's going to in large part um, probably be decided on who they bring in as an offense coordinator or, new, or if, if or head, head coach. coach. Yeah. So that, that's that conversation. But I think there's a, a larger part about this team that they literally play with no emotion. And that's bothersome. You can have a – I mean, look, 17-game schedule, you're going to have some peaks and valleys, and you're going to have a couple games where you're just – you weren't ready to play. You, you didn't match the intensity level of the other team. 
It's going to happen. And everybody kind of knows when it happens, as long as it doesn't repeat and happen again and again and again. Because we saw so many teams at the end of the year with nothing seemingly to play for, completely thumped the opponent. You know, Tennessee completely thumps Jacksonville. Got everything to play for. But it can't. So where does the spirit to play the game, the joy of playing the game, and just cracking heads, for a lack of a better term, like just hitting people, the love of just what Philadelphia from Reggie White on down to, you know, to Concrete Charlie, like what we're known for. Like you come into our house, we're going to make you pay. Like this is this is who, what you're going to get. Like that doesn't even – I can't remember the last time they played defense like that. No, I no. I mean, you know, again, they, they've had some – since the Brian Dawkins era, right, which has been – which was everything you just talked about, the defense has been – yeah, you know, mediocre at times, and and I, I'd say mediocre at best, really, since that. But it's never been like this, where it's a, it's it was just didn't want to tackle. I mean, that's the thing, and it kind of reminds me more not as the, much the end of Doug, but more the end of Chip Kelly, where they just kind of withered. Well. I mean, you mentioned Chip, you mentioned Doug, and they all faded away. And Chip couldn't do it in San Francisco, and I don't know if Doug's doing it in Jacksonville or not doing it, but maybe these guys come in here and there's just this shelf life. They feed off the emotion of the city. Like, I don't know, because I think we're all, we all don't know what Nick is at this point. You have to, you have, to have question marks. I don't care what happened last year. Like we all saw, we saw Chip win ten and win ten, and then just it was done. And we saw Doug win a Super Bowl, and he was about analytics and being aggressive on fourth downs and attacking with thirty seconds to go and a half, and let's take our shots. And then we saw Nick put this like amazing offense together last year. And where is it? You go, you know, I don't know. Like, is is this a short term answer? At that position, is there a long-term answer? Is Nick? I mean, these are all legitimate questions that everybody is asking, and I didn't think we would get to this point today. I thought last week when we sort of, you know, scratched the surface of this, I thought there might be, but this is this is these are real questions that I'm I'm curious what's going to come out of Novacare and what and when Laurie addresses whatever decisions he makes, uh, what he has to say. Yeah, and I, I, you know, again, Nick saying last night, you know, oh, tackling's tough. Like, what? Like, what? excuse <laughs> me? Like, you, you, you really, I'm disappointed how he handled this whole thing. I, I have to be honest with you. And then the other aspect of it, and this is the last thing, Baldy, the, the offense that was last year with Jalen, a huge part of the run game, that changed this year. Now, due to injury, whatever you want to call it, preservation, the big contract. But the the offense was nowhere close to what it was last year. And that is, no. is it adjustments? Is it the quarterback? Is it the coaching? If the quarterback is truly hurt, because it's three years in a row now. Two years ago, it was his ankles. Last year, it was his shoulder. Whatever it is, knee, bruise, bone bruise, like – at some point, these guys that want to run and be physical runners, you better change your style. And so if this is the change style 
then he has to become a better – he has to be better. And the offense has to get better around him at throwing the ball. Yep. Yeah, the coaching has to be better. And uh, the game plan, the scheme, everything that goes along with it just has to be better. And that's what's kind of leaning, I think, all of this to, hey, there, there probably should be a change. We'll keep an eye on that, Baldy. Uh, yeah. So much drama. You know, we got a lot to do this week. We got the games to look forward to, the divisional round, which is always the best weekend of this season, buddy. Okay, cuz. Let's, let's, let's get to it. Let's get to something more positive because we got some great matchups coming yep. up here this week. And we'll go back in the film room and uh, we'll see you then. Great stuff, brother.